U.S. farmers and ranchers in action would like to recognize the sponsors of the 2020 Honor the Harvest Forum. Welcome to the U.S. Farmers and Ranchers in Action weekly video podcast for Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. I'm your host, Phil Lempert, and today it's all about farmers feeding families. My guests today are John Hanselman, co-founder, chairman, and CEO of Vanguard Renewables, the largest recycler of food waste in the Northeast, who's passionate about recycling organics once considered waste into renewable energy and low carbon fertilizer for food manufacturers, corporations, and food retailers, and enhancing regenerative agriculture practices alongside Vanguard's farm partners. Joining John is David Darr. Senior Vice President and Chief Strategy and Sustainability Officer of Dairy Farmers of America. David leads cooperative efforts on sustainability, including environmental footprinting, animal care, and corporate social responsibility. Working together, they created the Farmers Feeding Families Program, donating milk to families in need since the pandemic started. DFA and Vanguard, how did you get connected and how do you work together? John, why don't you lead us off? Sure. So um, Dave and I actually have been working together for the better part of six years. Uh, so six, five or seven, sorry, six or seven years ago, um, Dave and I were introduced, uh, an instant bond between the two of us in kind of a common shared vision of how to help uh, farmers, uh, again, who are our, our greatest stewards of land, to, to take their, their carbon footprint down uh, by recycling their, their organic waste. Um, so we, we've been working on that for a long time. And uh, David one day kind of started talking about um, the program that they'd started to try and see if they could get milk out to families that were in need. Um, we had started seeing a whole lot of um, raw milk that was coming into our digesters uh, for recycling. That was something that was new and different for us where we, very, very normally kind of get wash water from the milk plants. We get um, off-spec product, we get out-of-date product. Um, all of that, that made a lot of sense to us, but to all of a sudden start to see raw milk showing up at the digesters was a real surprise. And so I, I, I brought that up to Dave and, and he mentioned, hey, we've, we've started this program and a fund uh, where we've taken all the co-op members and gotten together in this early COVID days. And I, I'd say, Dave, this was back in, in probably February or March. Yeah, yeah, it goes back to the early days. And, and obviously, I mean, COVID, COVID's been disruptive to everything that we do. And, and the dairy industry was um, right, hit, hit just as hard as, as many other industries. And, and there was definitely a period of time in you know, March and, and through April where um, because of disruptions in supply and demand, uh, shutdowns to the economy, you know, we had a period of time where there was more milk being produced than, than could be marketed. And, and for our uh, family farm owners across the country, um, more than 7,500 family farms, uh, there's nothing that, 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 that makes them feel worse than, than having to work hard to care for their cows, to produce high quality milk and have no place to go with it. And, and so actually for us at DFA, uh, the Farmers Feeding Family Fund was actually really kicked off by a phone call from, from one of our dairy farmer members who said, how can I help? And when we're in this time of, of surplus milk, you know, is, is there things that we can do to be able to get this nutrition in the, in the hands and in the bodies of people who need it? And, and one phone call led to another, and all of a sudden we had 
an initiative, a, a DFA, and, and, a, and another way to collaborate with our, our friends at Vanguard. So, David, how difficult, um, and, and a question for both of you, how difficult was it to put in place a system that would, you know, make these resources a reality? Yeah, I'd say first off, there, there is a tremendous amount of infrastructure uh, throughout the United States to, to be able to get food and food products to people in need. You know, organizations like Feeding America do a tremendous job across the country in their network of, of thousands or tens of thousands of food banks and pantries that they work with. Um, we also wanted to continue to see how we can work with them, but also if there was other ways to provide immediate products to immediate people in need, you know, where could we work with the system, but, but, but still go just a, a little bit outside to, to try to be flexible and adaptable and, and very nimble. And, and so some of the things, and, and maybe I'll let John talk through some of the details of it, but, you know, came through a phone conversation or two and, and all of a sudden it was with, what if we just provide a semi-truck load of gallons of milk and just let people come to a, a location and, and come get a couple gallons if they need it? Um, still so, working within the nutrition system, but just seeing what we could do to be nimble and, and fast. So that's a simple solution. But John, I'm sure it was very complicated <laughs> to get to the point of having gallons of milk on tractor trailers and lots of partners, including the National Guard. Uh, talk to us a bit about what those partners, who those partners are and what roles they played. And, and, and David, it, it kind of hit the nail on the head. It was what was remarkable to me is how quickly DFA and, and its partners and its, its milk processing partners in the community were able to kind of come together with truckloads of milk. That was uh, breathtaking. What, what turned out to be the real challenge was kind of the ground level grassroots action that we had to take. Um, as David said, there is an infrastructure in place for delivering um, nutrition to families in need but it, it's, um, it doesn't respond quickly and well. And, and we were in mid-crisis then, you know, family after family that actually ended up coming to the, to the milk uh, deliveries that we set up um, were folks who were recently unemployed, people who were really scared and really um, kind of uh, addressing food insecurity for the first time. And so what we were able to do is get um, the folks like the National Guard. And we were incredibly fortunate to start here in Massachusetts where we have a lot of good friends. We had um, our local rep, uh, Sean Dooley, uh, just an amazing guy who reached out to the governor. The governor is a huge fan. You know, Massachusetts isn't a massive dairy state, um, but we are, we are really uh, very aggressive about supporting agriculture. And so the governor got behind it with Rep Dooley and um, was able to uh, very quickly um, bring National Guard troops to us. Um, we had state troopers. We had local Boston police. For We did five different locations in the state um, on, a, on a continuing basis. Uh, and so what we did is basically built an infrastructure at these common locations. We used a, a Boston College High School downtown. We used a casino um, out in the, the middle part of the state. We used a, a food bank in Springfield. And at each location, we got the, the local um, uh, public health and safety folks together. Um, that was just a lot of phone calls and a lot of begging and pleading. Um, again, once you tell someone, we've got tractor trailer loads of milk for families in need, um, people jump to it. And um, the, the, the greatest challenge for us was, was probably not the logistics of 
getting all the the health and safety folks together. That that was um, once we found the right people to help us. That moved very very uh, efficiently. The challenge was really uh, getting the word out. Um, so communicating to the folks where the drop-offs were going to be, how we wanted to deal. It was early days of COVID when we first started. So we really needed to talk about safety and talk about um, getting people through. We uh, we chose to, to have people in vehicles for the vast majority of it, uh, which turned out to be great. Um, but the logistics of that, sure. you know, thank goodness for the National Guard. Um, those guys crushed it. Uh, so we had um, and, and that's the beauty of them. They, they understand logistics. They understand of moving people. And so we had all of the cones and signs. We made up a whole lot of signs about stay in your car, pop your trunk, we'll, we'll deliver the milk. And, and uh, it worked beautifully. Uh, that was the amazing thing is that, that it actually didn't, you know, from the very first one, and we were, we were uh, candidly pretty terrified that, uh, when we were going to, and we got thousands and thousands of vehicles uh, to move through. And, and obviously you want to keep the milk at temperature. You want to keep it chilled and, and cold. Um, our partners at, at Hood and, and Gorelick, who are the local milk processors here in, in uh, Massachusetts, uh, were dynamite. Uh, just phenomenal in terms of getting us product, keeping it chilled so that we could deliver it into the car uh, at temperature and know that they could make it home wherever, as long as the drive was going to take um, and not have a risk with the milk. So that was, that was the key. You know, first of all, congratulations. It's a fabulous program. That's, that's the good news. Um, but the bad news is for me that Feeding America has said that all the progress that they've made over the past decade on helping food insecurity will likely be wiped out by the pandemic. Yes. What do we all need to do now to, to you know, get back on, on firm footing here? Well, I, I can say from, from our perspective, you know, we, we took this... Um, idea and a concept called Farmers Feeding Families. And, and the initial stages of it were really about how do we get short-term product um, into the hands of people any way we can, whether that's a drive-through event or whatever it is. You know, we're now starting to evolve and saying, well, how can we take this concept and, and make it more of a sustainable uh, business model in terms of continuing to support food banks across the country uh, so that they can support the people in, in their communities. And, and we're, we're, we're completely understanding that the food bank system is seeing uh, volumes and demands that they've never seen before. Uh, we, we recently kind of took a, a next step with our Farmers Feeding Family Fund, and, and, and we're now looking to see, well, where are their food banks where we can use this money from dairy farmers and from our customers and from partners like Vanguard and to help build more refrigeration capabilities within local food banks so that they can tend to have the infrastructure to, to better be able to uh, support their communities and, and the people um, who, who use them versus just providing a gallon of milk. So, so David, um, my grandfather's a dairy farmer, matter of fact, in, in New Jersey. Um, so a big, uh, big supporter of milk. So when I look at a program like this, um, what I also see is the health and nutrition benefit uh, besides just giving milk um, to the food insecure. But, you know, is it, is it possible that what we're going to also see as an outcome are these families getting healthier as a result of getting all this milk? Well, in, in my opinion, I mean, they're, they're far from the early ones, but, but dairy farmers are amongst uh, the, the heroes in our communities and our societies as we've gone through this, uh, the, the, this pandemic and all of the chaos that, it, that it's caused. 
you know, dairy farmers across the country, whether it's good times or bad, they're committed to their animals, they're committed to their environments, they're committed to providing high quality nutrition uh, for, for our communities and people around the world. And, and I think some of the efforts and initiatives that we've seen uh, through things like farmers feeding families are just great examples of that. And that when things are good, um, they're, they're committed to their communities, they're committed to giving back. And even when things aren't so good and times are challenging, you know, their commitment, just like to their cows, is there every day uh, to, to do what's right for the long term. So, so and one of the things, uh, just if I could interject, one of the things that, that I'd heard, and this is from someone much smarter than me, uh, is that the, the pandemic hasn't um, broken the United States. It's opened the cracks that were already there. And I think the thing that we've lost over the last 40 years in the agriculture industry is that direct connection between farming and the local community. And I think that the ability and, and where we have these issues of food insecurity, when we can redirect local agriculture to help families in need, um, that bolsters the local agriculture uh, economy. It helps the farmers. They've got a, now a, a different marketplace to, to sell and to process their, their food through. Um, and I think it's, it's an actual opportunity for us to reinforce the local cycle of, of growing and understanding you know, how products are, are, are processed, how they're manufactured, how they can get out to the community. And I think it can lead to better health. You've got you know, more local agriculture, more local milk um, that gets on the plates of people at risk, um, getting you know, away from the packaged products, getting away from those things that, that, that have less nutritional value. I, I think it's a, it's a real opportunity for us and, and something I hope that we don't miss. And to your point, and I agree with you, it's not limited to people who are at risk. Uh, for the first time, um, you know, people went to supermarkets and they couldn't find products and so on. So those cracks were revealed to them. And now I think that all consumers are much more interested in and, and trying to find out more about um, our, our entire agriculture system from farm to fork. Uh, which I agree with you. I think that everybody benefits from that. Uh, so, John, what's up next for Vanguard on the farm? Yeah, so for us, I mean, what we've done is we've spent the last seven years really figuring out how to get food waste recycling to, to function. And we've, we've built a, a pretty complex, vertically integrated uh, process of getting food, whether it's packaged or unpackaged, contaminated or uncontaminated, um, the stuff that's not usable, the stuff that can't be given um, back to the community um, and get that into a place where it can make renewable energy. Um, so our goal is now to roll that out across the U.S. Uh, we're working in I think, nine different states right now, um, trying to get uh, that organic stream, the manure from the cows, the food waste um, that would otherwise go into landfills uh, or incinerators, which is just, again, real opportunity lost, but that nutrition um, can actually get put back into the soil as, as low carbon fertilizer at the end of our process. And we can extract the, the methane from it, which is, which is renewable natural gas. Um, we think it's a huge win for the community. And again, an opportunity that we don't want to lose uh, and, and supporting farmers feeding family for us, that's, that's just uh, uh, second nature and something that, that goes hand in hand. You know, we see a lot of food waste, we know what's recyclable. We know what can be given back uh, either for animal feed or for, for human consumption. Um, there is, you know, the, the, the sad but, but good news is, is there is an enormous amount of food waste in the United States. Uh, by most estimates, 30% of all manufactured and grown food ends up 
uh, in a landfill or a, a incinerator, um, that's got to stop. Uh, and and we're excited and delighted to be able to get back on farm with that nutrient, get back on farm with that uh, and extract that that energy. Um, it's it's a really exciting time for us. And David, same question. What's uh, what's next for Dairy Farmers of America? Well, I, I think as it relates to the, the work with Vanguard, you know, it's, it's really about um, collaborating towards shared value and, 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 and working with them on, on projects on dairy farms and dairy farms that can range from all sizes across the country, um, from, from medium-sized farms to large farms, and, and, and demonstrating, uh, continuing to demonstrate how dairy farms can be part of environmental solutions for our country. You know, when you can put a, a Vanguard anaerobic digester system on a dairy farm, it reduces the, the, enter, it reduces the methane emissions uh, from that dairy farm to help with our greenhouse gas emissions. You know, it's keeping food out of landfills and, and other uh, waste streams. It's creating economic uh, value for the farmers and the other businesses involved. And, and when you have strong, viable farms across rural America, you know, we know that communities win as well and just, just the, the ties that they build and, and the connections they make in rural America. So, so for us, it's continuing to look for those opportunities where we can work with, with, with strong, great partners like Vanguard and, and DFA members and seeing where we can continue to build that infrastructure where dairy farmers can, can survive and thrive. Uh, they can continue to be great stewards of the environment and, and play strong roles in their community while providing food and, and high quality nutrition for, for consumers. Well, David, John, thank you both for joining us today on Farm Food Facts and keep up the great work. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. U.S. Farmers and Ranchers in Action would like to recognize the sponsors of the 2020 Honor the Harvest Forum. Our movement sponsors, United Soybean Board and National Pork Board. Our presenting sponsors, Wells Fargo and Cargill. Our gold sponsors, Bayer, Dairy West, Nebraska Soybean Board, McDonald's, Nutrien, and the Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research. Our bronze sponsors, Purina and Ernst & Young. Our youth sponsor, Ruan. And our donor sponsor, Tyson. For more information on all things food and agriculture, please visit us at usfarmersandranchers.org. Also be sure to look out for us on Facebook at US Farmers and Ranchers and on Twitter at USFRA. Until next time.